Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Ride on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift uh, SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is, of course, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? How are you, Christophe? Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm speaking quietly. I'm, I'm getting a bit precious. Why? Because... I've got a big month ahead of me. I need to protect my, my, my vocal cords. Do you want me to stop the air conditioning? Is that, or is it too I'm much? I'm joking. Well, I have got a big month ahead, but it is good to be here. Um, yeah. First Can podcast of the year. First race is done. Yeah, the season started. We're, we're already, the tour's just around the corner. That's why I messaged you, Maka, and say we need to have a podcast oh, because it's, it's already started. It's It feels crazy. I think, I'm sure... All of you listeners are saying, yes, where did 2022 go? Yeah. And are we already a week into 2023? Can you believe? You know when the first time you say 2023? It's hard, like, yeah. Is it really? I know. And then you start thinking, uh, 2019 was just yesterday. It, those years are just gone. It's COVID has played yeah. funny games with us, hasn't <laughs> it? And we're still saying it. But anyway, no, no. Good to get the first race of the year underway. Of course, we're talking about the Citroën. Yeah. And we should give a bit of credit to the new sponsor yeah. coming on board. So kudos to them, Citroën. And, and kudos, kudos to you to do the right pronunciation. Well, you, know, <laughs> you know what I did? I walked around puffing my chest out because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we... we which was really actually good from Kino and yourself, I mm -hmm. think, and saying, right, we need to all get our pronunciations correct together and all say them right because mm -hmm. there has been occasions where we say a surname of a writer or something differently yeah <laughs> um and you're like right yep here's the correct way and this is on a whatsapp chat you gave us the perfect audio citroen so then i did that first live um socials i think yeah. and you're like this is how it's done people <laughs> i walked around the baker it's puffing my chest out going, i am french <laughs> And how did that feel? Uh, yeah, it felt pretty good. Felt uh, pretty good. Talk to us about the crits because uh, it, it was a good event. Actually, it, it's good to start the season with uh, the Bay Crits. It's a good little event. It, look, it's a, yeah, and it's a real staple. It has been a real staple of Australian cycling summer for, believe it or not, 32 years. Yeah. That's how many editions. It's missed three. So I guess the first edition was 35, 36 years ago, 1989. Um Look, Brenton Jones, he won the overall in the men, fairy tale finish. That was his last bike race. He wins the last stage, mm -hmm. wins the overall, and he retires. So, yeah, and baby could, on the way. There's everything to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic and a real family affair. His, mm -hmm. his mum, Karen Jones, as most of us know, Karen, in the cycling community, she's heavily involved in events, cycling events. Um, she was obviously there running the Bay Crits. Yep. Um, Ruby Roseman Gannon in the women. Ruby's, look, she's already a star, um, but I'll just say I think she's such a... Uh, we say this about a lot of riders, mm -hmm. and, and we mean it, don't we? We don't... The riders that we get to sort of meet on a sort of quasi-personal level. Um, but Ruby is such a lovely person off the bike as well. She's 
she's a real sweet person if I can use that mm. way to describe someone and I think when when she wins a stage hopefully of the Tour de France I believe she will one day and I think because of this really nice demeanor she's got wow she's going to go yeah she's got she's got a long way she's got a big journey in the sport of cycling what what i love is the how how smiley and fresh in a way she is in she's, the interviews yeah she's the fresh. way she speaks yes and natural it's natural she's really yeah. natural mm -hmm. you know it, 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 and she's really sincere she thanks her teammates she does it because she means it um yeah she she really is it's it's yeah. so, so it's really was, nice to see her win so again, yeah back what, to back for her yeah what what was your impression of the of the women's racing the the, the level and oh. because because the 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 the, the turn-up was actually quite big you yeah. got matilda reynolds you got yes. we had some pretty serious australian names in that competition spratty spratty was Chloe there Hosking, yeah. you know Chloe Hosking's won she's won seven or almost ten uh, world tour events including la course yeah on la champs elysee um Yeah, look, it was a great field. Um, no, the field was great. And Matilda Reynolds, you mentioned her, she won the final stage just from Scandalara. Yeah. And I think it was Tilly Field who was second or third um, in a breakaway that lapped the field. And Matilda's interview was great. And mm. we've we've been big fans of Matilda Reynolds, haven't we, since we've sort of got to know her in the, in the sport. And um, so, yeah, there's so much upside to the women's um, peloton in Australia, mm -hmm. I think. We've been saying that already, we know. But even some just not so much new names, but I think names that are now starting to emerge, um, like Tilly Field and like the team of, let's give Pat Shaw, our mate, yeah. some good raps too, the Bridge Lane squad. Um, Keely Bennett, who was second on one of the stages as well. So how, how like, explain to us how important it is, that scene of, of criteriums, all the crits, how important is it to develop as a rider? It's, it's, it's an entry level of the high competition, but it's yeah. so fierce yeah. that it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's not a small game at no. all. It's really fierce. You, you've, you've hit it on the head. It's an entry level, but you ent the entry level is you know, some of the toughest criteriums mm -hmm. that you'll do anywhere in the world. And it's a real Australian thing that you've grown up doing. If, if you've been racing bikes, you know, from a kid's age in Australia, you know what a criterium is. It's like you know what track cycling is or you used to. Um, so crits have always been this thing. And then the Bay Crits is the pinnacle for any sort of young domestic mm -hmm. Australian who's just entering, you know, those that under 19 and beyond ranks. That that was the pinnacle, and it was when I was racing it back in the what early early 90s, and it's the same for these young riders now. And you see the young kids, both girls and boys, who who are riding, who get that start in the elites, and you can see they're a bit not overawed by it. Some mm -hmm. of them are, some of them aren't. Some of them are winning, you know, like Caleb Ewan probably when he first rode the crits. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, but they are super important to development. And it's a really nice stepping stone. And even Luke Platt, you know, this year, Platt, he's still so young, but, and he's another one who I just really enjoy, you know, chatting to on the mic and off mm -hmm. the mic, actually. He's a real genuine uh, kid, if I can still call him a kid. But <laughs> he's now already, you know, he was one of the sort of strong guys, the season pros there this year. Yeah. Because um, he's done the whole year with the Australian jersey on his shoulders yeah. in a team like Ineos. Yeah, he had a big growing up year and he had so to grow up fast. He, he? he must feel that uh, a lot of uh, young riders' eyes were on him because mm. he's, he's basically emulated what they want. Yeah. He's, he's achieved also their dream. Yeah, and I think already 
you know, and he, he probably wasn't even thinking this subconsciously, but I feel already he's probably even acting as a bit of a mentor and mm-hmm. a bit of a, you know, yes, all those young guys are racing against him and wearing a different jersey, but he's already being a role model for the 18-year-olds. You know, he's, forgive me, Plappy's 21 or two, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, so he's only a few years older than some of these kids, but they would know him and he would know them, and already he's being a good role model. Um, and same with same goes for Ruby. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's come off her first year in the pro ranks, same as Plappy. She's ridden the Tour de France, so she's you can argue she's actually achieved a bit more than Plappy by riding the Tour de France in yeah. her first year as a mm-hmm. as a pro. So, yeah, they're, they're both of those riders, and yeah, there's other riders in that area that we sort of aren't mentioning. You know, Sarah Gigante is one name that comes into mind, but they are the next. They're the generation now that are really going to play an important role mm-hmm. to the sort of 14, 15, 16-year-olds right now. Yeah. Um, they're going to they're going to play a really important role. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, we've got to, we got to as an as a, um, administrative side of the sport in Australia, we should be throwing some energy at at Ruby and Pappy yeah. and these True. riders and, and probably money. Yeah. Dare I say it? <laughs> Bleat. I don't think our national body has too much to throw around at the moment, mm-hmm. but they should be using them as the next big role models and promoting them amongst the whole sport in our country. Yeah, um, absolutely agree. Yeah. Uh, let's take a second to talk about Brendan Jones as well, yeah. or Brent, Brenton Jones, I should say. Uh, the the career he had. It's, it's actually quite interesting because yeah. he went to Europe, he went to France, he rode for a, a team in Marseille, yeah. he rode Paris-Roubaix. Twice. Uh, twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's no mean feat as a, as a career. He must be, he, he could be sitting proud today with this win in the Bay Crates, but also everything he's achieved before. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, he, look, I think, and I haven't asked Brenton this, and so I hope I'm not talking out of shot, but... I'm sure if... You know he's listening. Yeah. He listens to every podcast we do. So. And his, his mum does as well. So. His mum definitely will. I guarantee that. Um, no, I'm sure if we asked him right now, are you content, you know, and, and this and this you can say this probably any pro, unless you're, you know, uh, Caleb Ewan, Richie Port, or, you know, even you know, a bunch of others. But no, I'm sure he'd say, no, I, I wish I'd achieved more, mm-hmm. you know, he never got to ride the Tour de France, but yeah. hundreds didn't. But he got to ride two Paris Roubaix, mm-hmm. and he he won a you know a plethora of races, sort of second tier races around the world in in Asia, etc. In different, you know, uh, Qinghai Lake. He won two stages. He won three stages in Tour of Korea. He won a stage of Tour of Hainan in 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 China. Um, national champion, crit, 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 national crit champion. Yeah. He's achieved a lot, you know, and he was probably. He's probably just three percent, maybe five percent off big time. Mm-hmm. You know, just that, just that little step going to the Tour de France and being probably a lead out man for a Caleb Ewan or or these sort of guys. Um, so, so you not nothing. You've been there, but you sort of been there as a as a, as a rider. But yeah. uh, you you had your win in a, in a Giro, which is totally different. But in terms of uh, the where he's sitting right now. How long do you think he will need for himself to just pause and reflect that, no, actually, that was okay. This is okay what I've done. Uh, we yeah. need time to well, just go and accept this. I think? mean, I'll, I'll we, tell we, you we're something. talking instead of like we, we should ask him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And, and actually, you know what? We, we would have been great to get him on. But um, Let's ring him. No. <laughs> as, I, as I was rolling out the door to come here, this is, I'm being serious, 
he was actually on a Zoom call to my wife mm -hmm. because he works for Oz Cycling and he's been working for Oz Cycling for the last sort of six months. Yeah. His wife is due in about two weeks' time. <laughs> he doesn't have time to reflect. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually, you know, kudos to Brenton. He's already started the next phase of his life and he's really passionate about coaching. Um, he's actually been doing some sort of, or he will hopefully do some work for me with a, a corporate charity, mm -hmm. Chain Reaction, as you know, that, I've, that I do some work for. So he's really passionate about coaching kids. He's passionate about coaching people in cycling. And, you know, we will get him on at some point because yeah. I think he will play a role. We talk about, you know, I just went on a rant about uh, uh, Plappy and Ruby and that, that gen. Brenton now is one of these riders that will play a big role, I think, in Oz cycling in some shape or form, whether it's at high performance level or whether it's at, you know, a, a participation level or administrative level. Mm -hmm. he He's a keeper. So m more on that route than uh, a, a director sportif in a team or do you, do you see more on that, that more yeah, cycling no, sort I of route? Yeah, I think so. I think, look, look it's, I think it's no secret. And any, any coaches or people who've worked uh, in that high performance or pro team um he's just about to have his first baby mm -hmm. um i tell you what it's a <laughs> to go and be a director sportive full-time or it puts pressure on the family yeah okay it puts a lot of pressure on the family and um there's plenty of single coaches <laughs> male and female they may not have started single no <laughs> no no that's right yeah and, and that's that's not being cheeky mm -hmm. I'm, I'm and i'm sure these, these people who are in those positions don't mind me saying that. It's a really stressful and it's a seven days a week, 24-7 job. Mm -hmm. And you know that, Christoph, we've talked about this off mic, haven't we, over the years. And it's a really full-on and it's a thankless sort mm -hmm. of job. Um, look, and maybe maybe it is something he wants to do in the future. Yeah. But I think his path is in is probably somewhere with Australian cycling. Yeah. And that's a good thing. It's yeah. good it's good for the sport here. Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely. So all in uh the bakeries were a success. Uh, uh, big success. And we're just on the verge of starting the nationals. <laughs> because they, they start they're starting tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Yeah. I know. Crazy. It's um I'm so still trying the, to get my head around it. The calendar has been changed this year. Uh, the schedule for, for the, the schedule, yeah. yeah. It's been inverted. Uh, the fact that we start with the, the crits uh, and, and the whole the whole time trial will be after the, the, the road uh, championship on, yeah, on Saturday Monday, and Sunday. Tuesday, yeah. uh, what does that change for you know, someone like, for example, Grace Brown, for example, that will ride uh, definitely, I think, well, actually, I think she will ride, uh, she has a chance to ride the, 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 the time trial. Yep. Uh, but also, of course, uh, probably have a go at the, at the at the road race as well, what does that change to just pivot it di differently? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's the uh, I think the the big the big question mark about the road race being first, opposed to the TTs being on the Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So normally you'd have if you chose not to race the crit, you'd have Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. So now someone like Grace Brown races the road race Sunday. Let's say she races hard for the win. Yeah win, lose, or draw, but let's say she's there in the final. And then I'm presuming it's Tuesday, so she has one day off. She's got one day recovery. It's not a lot. Yeah, difficult. Um, it's difficult. For someone like Grace, she can still back up and win the TT because the TT is a real pet event. Yep. We saw that. She won the Com Games. Apparently she's – I did hear from someone. I wish I could give this person uh, – quote this person. Um, the name escapes me, but – Apparently she's she's been doing some testing out at Monash just in wind tunnels sort of stuff. So she's mm -hmm. I'd say she's completely switched. I'd be 
shocked if she didn't ride the TT. Yeah. And I'll be shocked if she she's down for the road race. She, yep. I've seen her on the start list. So, but yeah, it makes it tricky. Just means your recovery's less um, mm-hmm. for the Tuesday. And then, you know, that's Tuesday. And then the women's two and down under starts Saturday, I yeah. believe. The following Saturday. So there's a it's lot, not a huge gap. Yeah, and there's a lot, there's a lot coming in and coming out of uh, of these next couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, exactly. And let's remind everyone that yes, it's two and down under is back and in its you know normal shape and form pre-COVID, but the women's was never world tour. Yes, this is the first year it's world tour. So this there's a huge more importance of on on the women's two and down under this year than any other year in the history of that race. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the points up for grabs, the et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's the same as the men's. Um, and we've seen it in the men's and teams like Green Edge. I, I keep saying Green Edge because that's their, their, yeah, their, so that, their that's, management that's the, that's the umbrella name. Yeah, it's the umbrella name. So I'm sure you all know who I'm talking about, of course. It's, yeah. it's Jake Alalula this year. But for them, that is sort of the second most important race of the year. Mm-hmm. And the reason is it's an obvious one. Jerry Ryan is the boss. Yep. And Jerry's the owner of Jayco, and it's the first world tour race. And I, I don't know exactly how the rules and regs, but I know that there's, if you can win, if you can be leading the world tour when you leave Australia, and then there used to be Abu Dhabi or one of those Dubai mm-hmm. races in between, by the time you get to Milan San Remo, the first monument and then the first world tour race in Europe, you can have car position number one. Oh. That's how it used to work. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that is still the rules. So the Australian summer was so important to Jayco or mm-hmm. Green Edge for those reasons, um, apart, from, apart from the obvious, the sponsorship yep. factor as well. So, yeah, and I'd imagine the women's will be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, for all those sort of reasons. So it's a big few weeks. If we look at uh, what's happening this weekend in the, in the nationals, uh, the level of who's coming for oh. these nationals, men and best women, is that the best you've ever seen in it's terms up of? There. Uh, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just I'll just <laughs> give us some names. Give us some names. Some names, and and then for those of you, yeah, I'm sure you'll know these names. But Simon Clark, stage winner of the Tour de France last yep. year, amongst everything else he's done. Caleb Bjorn, dare I say any more, down for the road race. He's finished. He's got the. He's got second around there before, by the way. Mm-hmm. Caleb can climb on his day around that course. Ben O'Connor, fourth at the Tour de France yes. two years ago. James Whelan. Let's not forget James Whelan. Um, he's, he doesn't have a pro contract, a world tour contract, but he's he's previously been in the world tour. Mm-hmm. Jay Vine, and you and you podcast mate Jay Vine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jay lining up for UAE, yeah. new team. Then you've got Chris Hamilton for DSM, Durbo Harper. With Jayco this year, Lucas Hamilton, Michael Matthews. There's nine Jayco riders in the men. It's incredible, <laughs> and that's just I, I haven't mentioned all the stars. And plus, you've got a bunch of domestic guys that, you know, are capable of going around that course with the best. And then in the women's, and this is just an, again another snippet. And I'll start off with one of the young ones, young guns, Anya Lowe, who rode mm-hmm. the first Tour de France in 2022. Matilda Reynolds, who we mentioned. Ruby, of course, Grace Brown, Chloe Hosking, Peter Mullins, former winner around that course. And Peter's, I think, one of only one rider to win all three cyclocross, mountain bike and road titles. Georgia Baker, Com Games Road Race champ. And, of course, Amanda Spratt, mm-hmm. Brody Chapman, Loretta Hansen. And that's not all of the, the star women yes. either. So both 
the elite men and women's fields are jammed. And it's all on, it's all happening on Sunday. So if you got nothing else, uh, nothing better to do on Sunday, uh, get yourself to Ballarat. Take yourself to Boninyong. And it's, if you uh, can't do that. Watch it on where, SBS. Where do you watch yeah. it? Absolutely, yeah. On the one and only. There's, a, there's only Live one place to watch people. it. people. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be, a big, it'll be a big weekend. Yeah. Big, well, big weekend plus yeah. three days. January is a big month for you, yeah? It's a big month. It's a grand tour, my friend. So I was, I was half I was half hoping you could let me speak quietly. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not happening. It's not happening. There's so yeah. much uh, still to talk about. Uh, let's, let's go Let's go and have a... Have a let's go abroad. Yeah, let's go abroad. Let's go abroad for, for a few news that I've got here. First of all, the news uh, today. Uh, Uno X, uh, mm. the team from Scandinavia, has have been given a wild, wild card for the Tour de France. That's as long great, as right? It, it's great. It takes, but it's actually ironic, I find. And let me think and explain why. Because the Tour started in the Scandinavian country of Denmark last year. And they were rejected for their car, the, the, the wild card last year. They've got the wild card this year. And they're a Danish, and they're a Danish Swedish team, is they, that right? Yeah, they, they're Scandinavian. And they're, right. I think they're a Danish... They, Norwegian. I think they are Norwegian. Norwegian, yeah. But, but they also pride themselves to be Scandinavian, not yes. just from Norway. Uh, they were really, let's say, they were gutted to not have the wildcard last year with and the whole party. Deserved it. You know, absolutely. Mm. Um, but this year they're bringing a, a women's team and a men's team as well. So that's, this is great. But they're getting the card. And who's not getting the card is Euskatel Escadi, where the tour starts in, in Bilbao. The so, <laughs> and yeah, in, ba- in the Basque. In the Basque country. It's the hotbed of the Basque country. <laughs> so what does that mean? Euskatel Euskadi will have the wildcard next year when we start in Italy. With, <laughs> and some Italian team won't get I the card. I mean, Euskatel Euskadi, I'd say, are a smaller squad. Is, is, it, is it just pure... It's pure, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, is this I mean, way? it's quite amazing how you, when you put it like that. I think it's just coincidence. Yeah, pure Which coincidence. Is, it's an unfortunate coincidence, isn't it, really, yeah. for both. I don't think Euskatel Euskadi, and I'll stand corrected, but I don't think they're up They were out of Vuelta. They were out of Vuelta this year. Yeah, I mean, let's be fair. The Vuelta's the third ranked of the Grand Tours, isn't it? And you've got yeah. you get you get Burgos, Uscatel. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's about five yeah, Spanish true. wildcards up there, and not that they're not good teams. Mm-hmm. They well and truly make their you know they they, they make their presence felt at the yeah. Vuelta, but I don't think a okay. couple of them. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting. Maybe I'm, I'm looking too much with my journalist eye, no, trying no, to, no. Trying to stir the nice, pot a bit. Um, <laughs> well, uh, Unox have got Alexander Kristoff. Yes. So that's a massive draw. Mm-hmm. You know, he's won two monuments. He's yeah. won obviously stages of the Tour de France. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's won the yellow jersey. Yeah, he's. I mean, that's a. There's a big, mm-hmm. big influence there. Um, the other team that's got a card as well is Israel. Yes. Uh, so that's very good for our good friend uh, Simon Clark. And you know what? Hot off the press. We, well, we knew they were in anyway. But it only happened last minute. They are because you forget they're not in the world tour. Yep. Because they've got Chris Froome, they've got Daryl Impey, they've got Simon Clark. They've got Schultz. They've got Nick Schultz. Nick Schultz, that's just signed. signed. Yeah, Yeah, isn't that good news? Absolutely. actually just found a home. Yeah. They got a wild card for Down Under. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and that was reportedly very last minute. Very, very last minute. And I tell you what, yes, Chris Froome. Why? Why wouldn't you want to take, invite mm-hmm. someone like him, just about anywhere, uh, even if he's not going to be the Chris Froome from his Tour de France winning days? But Simon Clark would have played a role in that. Yeah, absolutely. As and a stage winner of the Tour, just last gone. year, just yeah. a, a fresh stage winner, yeah. not, not ten years ago. It's, yeah, he's a fresh stage winner. So that's winner. so that's great. And Simon, so I spoke to him at the Crits. He's he's home for a month, 
and he's just they've just had a new baby they've got mm-hmm. a new baby so he, even for him he said you know it's a big month away for me yeah. he said I leave his wife and kids at home young kids young family um, so yeah so that's that's news um, I've got to just ask you something mm-hmm. go for it Kev what is yeah. there's a couple there's a bit going on there's a there's I thought he'd signed <laughs> with um, firstly I thought he'd signed with uh, Astana yeah but there's a bit going on in his life as well yeah. we, we go what, down into this go, but, uh, what's the deal uh, from what I can read he still hasn't signed or he hasn't been made publish that he has signed with Astana but moreover he wasn't on a team's presentation photo when they presented the new kit. So that's not a good sign as well. So this is a bit bizarre because remember the, the uh, B&B? Yeah. That was like, oh, done deal. Yes. Before it was, a, I mean, it was at that point where they, it, it was sort of half announced. Yeah. yeah. And it was like a few cycling, um, online cycling journals and whatever were announcing it. And I was like, hang on, is it official? And I was like, no, it's off the table. And then we yeah. know the story. The Astana thing, I felt that was a similar thing. It was like, yeah, totally. oh, he's found a home. Well, so what's the deal? Like I don't know. It's we'll today find we, out, mate. We, 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 we're recording this podcast on the fifth of uh, of January, so we are five days inside and he still the year, and too. there's still nothing officially signed. And so he's, some, it, something's really going on. Dealing with the Spandals, do, do you do you think it's the money question? Do you think that well, all can only be because when you think about Astana, they they also uh, they got rid of uh, Superman Lopez. Yep. Uh, in uh, in in recent weeks as well, uh, and Kev would be. He'd be putting stipulations in yeah. in his contract. Let's face it. Like, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, and anyone else. The only the real reason he wants to keep racing is the Tour de France. Mm-hmm. At the age of 36, 37 this year, why would like? Does he want to be doing crappy, crappy bloody classic races yeah. in the zero degrees? He's a racer. I get it, and he's earned his stripes as a pro, ten times over. Mm-hmm. The only thing left for him now is, is the Tour de France. Is that one stage? That, that one stage. Is that one stage? Surely, surely. So he'd be stipulating. He, he's not saying to Astana, "Yeah, cool. I've got a ride for the year. Yeah, I'll just sign. I'll mm-hmm. just sign my contract and I'll race for you guys and race wherever you want me to race." No way. So, it, and it's not just the money as well. It must be. It must be about the Tour de France. Yeah, and I would think if he's doing that, he's saying. I want to bring two lead-out men with me. Yeah, that, I, want, that was I my, want to say in that. That was my next question on mm. saying, if he goes to Astana, the way Astana is shaped today, it's not shaped for him. Yeah. So he needs to come with mates. He yes. needs to change the roster. So it's more than just Cavendish signing to Astana to yeah. have a ride for next year. There's a lot more yeah, to it. Yeah, so there's, that's going on. And then, before as I walked into the office, you would then inform me about... He in, got robbed. His personal yeah, life. yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the news as well. He's got attacked at home at knife point. Uh, that's that's yeah, a couple of nights ago, uh, and something pretty horrific. If you want to to really, eat. no one is injured, uh, but they were attacked and robbed inside the house in uh, the early hours of the morning, and that's not the first time it's happening. So there's a it's lot. Not the first going, time it's happening. No, it's not the first time. It's the second time it's happening. Really? Yep. So there's a lot going on in the life of uh, Mark Cavendish. Jeez. A lot. Where, where's he? Um... Somewhere in, I think it's Birmingham in the UK, top of my head. Ah. That's where he lives. But I'm Eddie not Merckx sure. was spotted training around Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. There's a crew of Belgians. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Leon. Uh, who's the other guy? The other Belgian that raced against Remco. Mick? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these, all these Belgians. That it's only Remco. Maybe Remco just wants to be only Remco can steal Eddie Merckx's record. <laughs> it can't be anybody else. We are Patrick joking, people. <laughs> I mean, Patrick, we get it. You're a gangster, but mate, you're going too far. Come on. Seriously. It's a lot, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, no, we're just joking, but it's, yeah, it's, it's shocking. It's shocking. It is shocking. It is shocking. And um, you can't actually believe. I'm, I mean, I'm second jumping to conclusions, mm -hmm. but I'm presuming these burglars knew knew who he is. Probably, I mean, yeah, you, probably. You just presume it, don't mm -hmm. you? But maybe not. But maybe it was just a rant. But if it's a and if you read time, the article, there was something with a, a security button that they got installed in the house because of what happened before that really? didn't work. There was an issue with that button wow. that didn't work, so the police didn't turn up at the at the time, and some some issues there. So read the article, read on it, because we're and not they gonna... haven't caught the burglars. I'm not sure. I don't right. know. I don't know. Jeez. I uh, I I just read the headline, mate. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, no, but uh, I'm not too sure if they caught. The... I don't think they have. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about something a bit more positive. Yep. Uh, 2024. We already know the Tour de France. We sort of mentioned it a, a minute ago, but the Tour de France in 2024. We already know where it's going to start and where it's going to finish. It's starting in Florence in Italy, and it's going to Nice. Finishing Nice. Magnifico. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh... Yeah, beautiful city, or Firenze, as we know it. Um, but imagine the loop is going to do, because it's rarely the Tour de France finishes close to where it starts. Florence is only a few kilometers away from Nice. It's not far at all. Oh, it's so across no, the border. It's, it's, no, it's, it's actually... No, it's a bit further than what you think. It's about five hours, yeah, but six hours. What I'm saying is they start, they go all oh, the way sorry. to the borders. You're they, talking about the finish. The finish. Yep, yeah. Yep. I was thinking so, stage four. No, 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 no. Start, yeah. The, the finish. Yep. So they go in a loop. You're right. But the, yes, the loop yes. is, is, they're probably. Uh, they're, they're starting south yeah. and finishing south. So yeah. this is going to be a proper grand boucle. Mm. We don't know how grand it's going to be, it's, but this is going to be a book which. I mean. Interesting. You know what, you know what I hope is hopefully, hopefully, we never, we never can our chickens, but mm -hmm. hopefully we'll be working on it. I hope it's actually a massive transfer to the far north, like massive. To Brittany. Yeah, yeah. Because if the further it is, that means we won't be driving. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's sort of halfway, we'll probably have to drive. Mate, I've done... I'd all rather it be in the... What's that? What's that? Dunkirk or somewhere? Yeah. Right up in the top left or breast, top left corner, and our bosses will go... No, no, we can't ask them to drive. Are you talking hours. to a guy that's done the only 11,000 kilometers of that Tour de France? <laughs> I mean, you and I, did the, you and I did Copenhagen a little. Yeah, true. That was, that was a thousand clicks. <laughs> yeah. We did do it over two days. So. Uh, um, no, but uh, it's, it's, it's interesting that twice in, in a row, uh, the Tour de France will then start from overseas because Bilbao yeah. this year and, of course, Florence in Italy next year did uh, they release have they released the first three stages yes Normally yes they have yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, all in, Italy. it's all in italy yeah, and yeah. and it's quite um also it needs to be noticed that it's finishing in nice because of the olympics we said this in the last podcast yeah. last time it's the correct uh, they cannot the uh, french authorities will not allow the tour de france to finish in paris in 2024 you like that as a as a parisian as a uh, frenchman and as a are you happy that the tour doesn't finish there in, in it's a good question. Uh, probably not. I like a tradition. I like when it finishes on the Champs Elysees. Although it's a time trial, so we're not going to go there. Mate, so it'll be sad. Eh? Uh, I know. It would be sad. It'd be sad. Anyway, anyway, it'd be a lot of good food in uh, in Nice. Uh, yeah, Nice. I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to. Yeah. It. I love, as you know, I love 
yeah. comparison. It's it's a, it's a great sort of area. I'm just very curious to see where it will go from from there because the Alps are just on the door, on the doorstep. Are they going to go through the Italian Alps? Are they going to go, you know, yeah, they, they, there's, there's, like, cause this year, this year in 2023, they go right up straight away and the Pyrenees are pretty close to uh, to, to the start as well. So next year will be, is it going to be the same with the Alps? That's I wonder. Not, it's going to be an interesting... Yeah, uh, because they don't want to see, yeah, ideally, mm-hmm. the race organisers and we don't as, a, as TV producers and people who work in TV, um, you don't want to see five, ten-minute blowouts in the first exactly. five days. Because then the race, if it's someone like Vingago or Pogacar that takes four minutes on the rest of the yeah, field. finished. And then the race can be quite boring. Let's yeah. say it. That's, yeah. you know, and they know this. The yes. organisers know this they'll, very much. They'll put so. in little ones. This is a bit tragic. You wouldn't believe this, the fact that we're having this discussion. This is true. <laughs> and I, I was I was trying to find a particular stage from like the 1990, I think it was four tour. And I, again, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure the 1994 race, or around one of those, started in um, San Sebastian. Ah, uh, yeah. And so I was watching it last night. I was watching just highlights on YouTube because I was looking for a particular stage that someone had reminded me of and said it was their their favourite ever finish, as in, you know, uh, exciting finish that they'd mm-hmm. seen. Yeah, and that year, they rode over very early on Col de Murray Blanc. Okay. Which obviously is down around that area. Mm-hmm. I presume I would have thought that was the Alps, but it started in San Seb. And it's same thing. They've got to end up. You've got to go over the Pyrenees, yeah. some shape or form. Absolutely, you in, have to get over them. Quick enough, yeah, quickly yeah, enough. Yeah. So they had a couple of mountain days really early on there, and it split. It, the, it wasn't huge gaps, but it did split it down to twenty riders already. Yeah. So we could so, see that. Yeah, absolutely. And this mm. could be twice in a twice in a row as well. So yeah. it would make the, re- the the reveal, which is uh, now ten months from now, because it's in October. Yes, <laughs> uh, would be very interesting to see what's mm. uh, what's what's uh, what's that there. Yeah. Any other news uh, yeah, in the world of uh, here's, McKenzie? A, here's just something. I don't know if it's funny, and it's funny and depressing at the same time. Okay. <laughs> Hit you, me. You ready for it? <laughs> so Ineos, right? Ineos Grenadiers. I yes. saw. A, I saw a. A stat today. I don't know. And look, it's not. Wouldn't be a hundred percent accurate, but it'd be fairly close. And it sort of gave the top ten, I think, men's teams and their budgets. So Ineos Grenadiers, fifty million euro budget yep. per year, and so that's for twenty twenty three, I believe. Ronaldo, you heard of him? He's the yes. soccer player. Yep. Yep. He's earning. 200 plus million euro. He can get four in one year. He can get four Ineos on his salary. He can have four <laughs> Ineos teams. I mean, there is no four Ineos. And he's got two, he's got a two year contract. Yeah. And in that two year contract, my son, who's mad football, um, and he said this is good and he's okay with it. In the, he's got a clause in the contract that if Newcastle make the Champions uh, League final, this, yeah. he can get a, he can get released just for that. Yeah. Because this is what, how football works. He can be on loan at Newcastle yeah. United, yeah. So I started, I sort of debated it, and I said, I, said, I don't know if I like that. I said, do you like that? And he said, no, it's fine. And I said, well, he goes, well, give me another example. I said, well, Tour de France, you can't exit. And mm-hmm. he said, yeah, but cycling's got one league, one big league. Yes, it's got a, you know, Asian league, and but let's face it, the European league mm-hmm. is the biggest, whereas football has... Ten leagues that are yeah. equally huge, and they've got several Champions Leagues as well. Yes, yep. And then you've got the the you know um, South American uh, Copa, yeah, America, Liga Copa, or yeah, yeah, Copa Copa America. Mm-hmm. So I guess it is different. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, but, but it's I mean, astonishing to think that 
in one year, uh, Ronaldo can, or just on his salary, just on his salary, fund four times Ineos. Ineos. Well, which, which you, basically, uh, there's, there's what are your, your maths like? I, I'd like, I'd love to know per day what he's getting. Three sixty-five. <laughs> Somebody's done it on Twitter, I'm sure. So. <laughs> yeah, I've got time for that. It's, <laughs> it's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy, um, crazy. And I would imagine our Australian World Tour team, their budget's probably increased over the last few years purely because of costs. Mm-hmm. I would say they're somewhere around the twenty to twenty-five million euros yeah. per year. So and yeah. So you know, I know we've said it before. Tip our hat to yep. Jerry Ryan yep. because he's chipping that in yep. out of out of his businesses. Mm-hmm. Most of it is his um, businesses, although they do have a Lula on yeah. the yeah. Saudi Arabian yeah. government, um, an we'll, arm of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, we'll have to learn to, yeah. uh, to say that name correctly as well. Yes. Lula, Lula. I'm saying show. a Lula at the moment. Lula. I haven't been corrected. Yeah. So okay. happy to be corrected. Because no one knows. <laughs> no, no one else knows. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Maka. Thank you very much. This was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast, uh, first time of the year. If you want to uh, uh, join us, you can uh, download or stream this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport. Uh, or you can also log a ride with our friends at Zwift. And the next episode, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Matthew van der Poel. And Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a World Tour contract. One of my favourite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meet-up rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.